What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Trust the Bank podcast. Very few podcasts before the NFL draft remain. Probably today, we'll we'll get we'll make sure to get another one out there uh, before the NFL draft on Thursday. So make sure to hit the subscribe button uh, down below if you guys want to get notified. And if you didn't see it, uh, we're going to be giving away a jersey for every player the Ravens draft this upcoming week. So. Make sure to see all of those instant reaction videos. Going to be doing it through there. So just make sure to comment um, down below on all those videos. They're like three to five minute videos. So make sure to stay tuned. Uh, Come back on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday. It's going to be a ton of fun. But with that in mind, obviously a very draft focused episode. But, you know, overall, this should be some good topics. We've got some good questions coming in. So if you guys want to ever ask us a question or anything like that, Twitter, um, YouTube, community section, uh, if you guys want to email us uh, anything like that, we will talk about it. But Joshua, before we even get into anything, how are you feeling today? One week before the draft, uh, man, I'm feeling pretty good, man. I mean, um, it is a big night for us. I mean, we'll be on five, five, six picks coming up this Thursday. I know um, Eric DeCosta and company are probably a little upset today. I only got about five, six picks, so um, mm-hmm. don't be surprised if something happens. Um, please don't be surprised if something happens or somebody gets. Somebody go. I'm not saying Lamar, and we're not about to even dig into that. Um, I mean, tonight is a good night. Um, you know, Tank, Tank is out here in Las Vegas, and um, he's going to put on a show against Ryan Garcia. So, I mean, if this episode don't drop tonight, um, hopefully, you know, Tank comes out with the W uh, two, uh, later later today. But um, <laughs> it's definitely um, it's definitely it's definitely a definitely a good thing i see i see i see you got your grizzlies uh i did i was wearing it backwards <laughs> but i decided you know we're gonna flip it forward <laughs> you know i like the grizzlies you know when they're not playing the lakers you know outside yeah, of that they're my guys i, I like them <laughs> but um man it's it's exciting this is gonna be a exciting draft you know nevertheless because we're sitting at 22 you never know what can yep. happen we don't have a second round pick then we next time we pick us on, on in the third and and the fourth and the fifth i believe so, yep. you know, this first round pick, it is very, um, I, I would say, uh, it plays a significant role because we don't yep. need a day one starter. It could be whether it could be either on defense or offense. At the end of the day, we just need that guy to, he has to be an immediate impact impact guy. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, this upcoming Thursday, man, for sure. It's going to be a lot of fun, um, but let's jump right into it. You know, you mentioned it. This first round pick is going to be huge. And we do need a day one starter and we do have some needs. So, you know, let's talk about it. What are what are the five biggest needs for the Ravens heading into the draft that you think they need to fill? And we can just kind of talk about these positions. I think there's two that are obvious. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think there's only one that's obvious and that's corner. Yeah. It's number two corner. And, and, you know, we I, I, everybody will probably say, oh, we still need a wide receiver. We still need a wide receiver. I know people want to be like, oh, Odell Beckham. Um, unfortunately, you know, um, even though he signed, he does have some allegations going against him. I hope everything comes out false and works in his favor. Um, he'd be a Raven for us come this fall. But I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know if that. you saw Joshua. <laughs> so, because TMZ put out that article. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In the TMZ article, it says, we interviewed the the owner of the club or whatever, and he says, this person was never in that area. We looked at all of the footage. This claim is completely false. Well, then there it is. <laughs> and that I'm was so in glad. the article. I'm like, so glad. You know, I'm so glad it's in, it worked in his favor. You know, we, yeah. that's all we needed, man. 
Um, oh, we use we spent a lot of money on this guy. He gets hurt, and now he just got into an altercation. Oh man, damn Ravens! You know, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, man, you know, um, yeah, I we haven't made a move for Rock Johnson. Well, we haven't completed a deal um, on him, nor have we uh, worked on bringing in Marcus Peters. I know, I I know some people, including McConnor, say, "Hey, I'm okay without uh, MP the Juice Man being back." I do. I wish he. I do. Would like for him to come back on a veteran minimum, just for the death piece. He does bring that edgy edginess, that attitude. But I, I like one thing. One position we have not spoken enough about. Um, that I think we actually may need to speak on is edge rusher. Or even inside, or inside, or, or inside defense alignment. I yeah. said it before. I say it again. You never know what can happen. Um, come that twenty-two, come to that twenty-second pick, we might be getting Brian Breesy out of Clemson. Now he is a Merlin guy, but he, you know, he is a guy that can line up all over the over the field. He is a big behemoth. Um, we are missing Calais Campbell. Um, also, I, I don't know if you have uh, seen any reports lately. I have seen some type of ties. In regards to um, us reaching, us maybe drafting uh, Nolan Smith out of UGA. Um, he's another guy. Three, you put in the three technique, four technique. You can move all around on that defensive line. I know people are saying, I know people are saying David Ojabo working out. He's looking good. He's looking good. And I'm, I'm wishing, and I'm wishing that he comes out the gate, you know, shining. You know, I hope Odafi with him being as a third year with, with uh with David being on the opposite side that he gets, he gets all the work that he can possible, you know, but um, I think with no Justin Houston signing as of yet, uh, no JPP signing as of yet, I think, you know, as Russia may be the second biggest need because you still need someone that is more proven, that is more solid, that someone that can really, you know, set the tone on that defensive line. I mean, we had just a matter of BK great, Broderick Washington came into his own beautiful, but when it comes to consistent play on that outside rush, we need that type of guy. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that I think that, that probably would be the second biggest thing because we rotated three pass rushers last year and it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we had Justin Houston, we had JPP, but like now we're gonna have Ojabo. I think he's going to be the one. The assumption is Adafi is going to have to step into that too, but you know, it doesn't have to even be a first round guy getting someone in the third could be very valuable at that position. Um, I know we, you know, last episode we talked about a guy like Zach Harrison um, where it's like, you know, just getting somebody that can help and be like a rotational piece in that pass rush, because you don't have to have two guys just every single play, right? If you just have a group of guys that can consistently go in be rejuvenating to that defense and get quick pressures and then be able to, you know, take that back seat um, and say, okay, you know what? It's third down. Adafi, you're great at stopping the run. Maybe you step in on this third and short and in certain situations, we switch them in and out. I would agree that that's the second biggest need. Now heading into kind of my third, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say it's wide receiver. I'm mm-hmm. going to say it's f- a physical wide receiver um, or, or a big body physical wide receiver. It doesn't have to be really big body, but I want somebody physical. And why I want that is I hate to say it. I hate to say it because we've been complaining about it for the last three years. Yeah. We need somebody that can block. <laughs> like like we've been, we've been sitting there watching Miles Boykin block. Yeah. And we've been sitting there watching all these guys block. And now it's like, oh, man, our top three wide receivers are – I mean, like Bateman's like six foot, but he's pretty skinny. Yeah, yeah. Aguilar is small. Odell is small. 
you know, good players. I have no problem with the wide receivers, but like, I would love to get, you know, just a bigger guy, you know, it doesn't, have, again, it doesn't have to be first round. If we got a first round, the big guy is Quentin Johnston. And I'm actually kind of not pro Quentin Johnston, but I'm not like as anti Quentin Johnston as okay. I used to be. Okay. Um, I can kind of see why they would do it, but you know, third round, Cedric Tillman's a bigger guy, you know, Xavier Hutchinson is a guy that I really like, you know, in those later rounds where it's like, you know, getting somebody that can maybe come in again, don't have to be an immediate contributor as a big guy, but mm-hmm. could be a red zone threat, could be a guy to throw in, you know, in three wide receiver sets where you could still run the ball. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think just overall wide receiver, or is there a certain kind of guy that you maybe, or, you know, role that you maybe be thinking the Ravens need? You know, I love the fact that you brought it up. I mean, honestly, I do feel like we still need a, a big body wide receiver. But, you know, um, just like you said it, more all of a, more all around. We complained about it enough, you know, when they put certain personnel in um, for whatever offensive scheme that they had coming up, you know, for the upcoming play. We Some defenses knew what to expect. When you put Miles Boykins in in the game, we knew that he was not going to be receiving the ball. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, he was going to be blocking. So you can have a wide receiver. I think we talked about – I think we talked about a couple guys. Um, our guy out of UNC, our guy out of Tulane. There was a baby mm-hmm. ball. I think they was all 6'2", six two, six two plus. Um they had soft hands. They was very aggressive, you know, catching the ball. But they also did play a role in a running game, you know, holding up those defenders on the outside and, you know, set, setting that um, outside block, you know, for those wide receivers on stretch plays and things of that nature. So, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely good to have that because if you get a guy that's more all around, we don't be as predictable as we were before. So, you know, I definitely like the, I like the fact that, we, um, that you brought up that. So... I guess I might have to say my fourth. I hate to say it. Until, you know, there is a signing on the franchise tag or um, a contract extension, I will say QB. And the reason I say this is because we, if we go into the year with Tyler Huntley, um, we'll go at even 500. I, 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 I'll wholeheartedly complete that. I will wholeheartedly will say that. We will, we will go we will go 500. I'm not, I'm not saying we'll go over 500. Now, we go over 500, then by damn um shout out to uh Todd Munkin and that defense is gonna be playing lights out. It has it has to be because I don't trust Tyler Huntley. I, I really don't. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not sorry. Um I do feel like we possibly may trade it uh we may try to get a quarterback, whether it's undrafted, um maybe someone from this USFL, maybe someone from the XFL. Um I don't know, but I do feel like you know until the uncertainty is a certain situation, I do feel like you know possibly bringing a quarterback, you know, for, you know, training camps, seeing how they can, seeing how they can outwork Tyler Huntley or whatever quarterbacks is maybe in, in training camp. Cause I mean, it is, this quarterback class is very thin. And if something's not done, whether it's a signing of the franchise tag or a contract extension or um, a possible trade for more, for more picks, the best QBs are going to be, well, the best QB, um, is not taking no more interviews. He already took two interviews, and he knows, and he, he declined everybody else. He knows getting, he, he knows he's getting picked up by Carolina. He don't need to, he don't need to talk to anyone else. Now it'd be crazy if you know the Ravens find a way to trade up to four or even trade up to one. Do I see Carolina giving uh, giving up a Carolina got number one? I don't see Carolina giving up number one for Lamar, but you never know what that organization may be thinking. You never know if you know how to. 
if you know how to negotiate and talk your way, EDC, which EDC has shown he can do, maybe he can maybe he can fleece you know the Carolina Panthers or maybe the Colts to maybe even get the Bryce Young or CJ or CJ uh, Stroud. Because I mean, you constantly talk about you hear in the pressers, you hear in every meeting they they are in this win now mode. They still you know want to be a contender. If you still want to be a contender. And if your franchise quarterback still feels unhappy, he does not want to sign, you find a way to get into that top five and get either Bryce or CJ Stroud. So that would maybe be my fourth, fourth concern. I mean, I want Lamar to be here, but at the end of the day, I gotta think for the I gotta think for the team. Yeah, and you know, I have no problem with that. I think, you know, whether it's drafting a quarterback, signing someone. Getting an undrafted free agent, you know, I, I don't love Stetson Bennett, but, you know, yeah. he's familiar with Todd Munkin. You know, a guy like Max Duggan could go undrafted. You know, a guy like Dorian Thompson Robinson could go undrafted. Malik Cunningham has said he's, you know, willing to take kind of a hybrid role to help out the team, you know, if they needed him, you know, maybe wide receiver running back, you know, tight end, you know, kind of throw him all over mm-hmm. uh, to just help him out. He's willing to do anything, you know. So, obviously, the goal is Lamar. But that's still a need heading into the draft just to get Lamar back. So I have no problem with that at, at number four. And I think that makes it really interesting because I think there's two other spots where like we're, we have question marks. And that's that's left guard. Mm. And that's who is the third safety. You know, it could be Geno Stone. Yeah. Uh, but he's more of just like a, that pure free safety. I don't see him being a guy that can play close to the box. Which do you think is that fifth big need um, for this team? I would say safety. Um, for some fact that we can find offensive linemen. Yeah, we may have had a couple busts here and there, but in regards of our track record on both sides of the ball when it comes to D-line, we have found gems. So I'm not even worried about, you know, picking up a guy high. Um, if there's a best player available, depending on who was on the board at that time, would I be upset? Yes, just like I was upset last year when we got title on the ball, but seeing him play, it kind of worked out. But um, <laughs> but I definitely feel like you know getting another safety, um, a hybrid guy, maybe a Brian Branch, um, Clark Phillips the third. Um, I know Clark Phillips the third little brother plays for HBC. I forgot, but um, I don't think he plays safety. I think he actually plays corner. But I mean, you know, those are those are the guys that you know that could play you know a corner or safety role. You know, because obviously Mike McDonald likes his guys, especially in the coverage. Uh, part of being a hybrid guy's where he can move all around, which is a great thing for us. We saw how it benefited Kyle Hamilton last year. So I definitely feel like, you know, safety would be the figure would be the fifth, you know, biggest need and so so many words to speak. What did you think about that? Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think I think safety is bigger need for the Ravens because we do have someone in in big sexy that we hope could come in and play that left guard position. We have guys. In terms of that strong safety number three, like I, I just don't know if we have anybody on the roster that would be able to step into that. We have players that can play safety. Right. Geno Stone can obviously play safety, but I see him as a single high. Brandon Stevens can come in, but I don't want Brandon Stevens playing in the box at all. He can play up over top. Yeah, I feel like drafting someone, um, whether it's – you know, obviously Brian Branch is kind of the big name at safety. I don't think, you know, he's my number one. Um, I really like – I'm blanking on his name right now, but George's safety I really like. I know you're um, talking about. As a round three guy. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. You know, but getting that bigger – I know there's there's a few other guys. Boise State, I think his name is Skinner. 
um, or something like that. He He's a bigger safety. So I think getting that guy because the Ravens love to play three safeties on the field is going to be more crucial, you know, than left guard where we do have players that can play the position. Um, it's just whether or not who's going to win that spot. I don't think it's a position to avoid adding to. Um, sure. And I will say honorable mention running back um, because we don't know the future of running back on this team and we don't know who the RB3 is. It could be Justice Hill, but. I was thinking that too. I was thinking that too. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, a little, there's, you know, potential for that to be a, a position to target. So it's like, you know, we've talked about, you know, seven positions right now. Mm-hmm. We only have five picks. <laughs> so um, hopefully the quarterback situation gets involved or gets, you know, solved. Yeah. But we're going to have to find out. And, you know, we have we have a week or we have less than a week. We got like six days, five days until the mm-hmm. draft starts. So, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting to see if the Ravens do make any sort of moves or make any. I mean, like Tyler Huntley signing the tender on Monday, but you know, <laughs> bigger moves than that. <laughs> um, you know, and seeing what's going to happen with it because, you know, it's going to be super exciting and, you know, the Ravens have always done something one way and maybe that's changing. And that's a good segue into the second topic. And I want to bring up um, Terrence Hall, who brought up um, a lot of these questions, but this was something he brought up. Um, and I want to read his comments specifically because he says, you know, topic to talk about the changes, new offensive coordinator, o- Odell Beckham Jr., new quarterbacks coach, possibly new offensive scheme. Is that the Ravens evolving a response to the criticism and scrutiny they received this offseason or due to the real threat of Lamar leaving? Mm, wow. That's a great that's a great way to put it. Um it I is. say both. I say both. Like you have to we have to really look at it. They were stuck in their ways for three years because they brought in a new offense while they Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. They brought in a old offense and made it new in a new time. That was um, that was ran to perfection. It was ran, ran to perfection in 2019. It was very unexpected. And then they took took the lead by storm just like just the same way the Wildcat did. Um, and even the, even before Tim, Tim Tebow and company made it so big, there was someone else, I believe, in the NFL that made it great as well. I can't think. I'm, 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 I'm pulling a blank on the team. I think it was. I think it was before Miami too, but um, neither here or there. Um, when it comes to you know all the criticism that that they heard about Greg Roman and you know just being a running specialist and not a true offensive coordinator, people, I, I believe they heard that. When they keep on hearing that you know Lamar Jackson don't have any weapons, they kept on trying to answer it in the draft. You know, we're constantly getting wide receivers. You know, whether it was a guy he liked or not. Some guys made it on the team. Um, some guys didn't. Uh, with with uh, Antoine Wesley, did he play at Louisville with him at one point? I think so. He might have. Okay. Yeah. And then one of his childhood friends, he, he got picked up as well and didn't make the 53-man 53 53 roster as well. So, I mean, they ch- tried to, quote, unquote, cater to Lamar. The only person that really worked out for a little bit of time was Hollywood. And even Hollywood got frustrated and requested the trade. So, you know, EDC, John Harbaugh, even though they are answering the questions in the best political ways possible when it comes to the press conference and things of that nature, they've heard the rumors. They've heard the cries. They've heard the arguments. And I believe 
if it's true that, you know, if Lamar said to them, go get me Odell and Deshaun Watson and let's talk, I feel like yeah, I feel like they truly want to have Lamar Jackson as a QB because, you know, we've talked about it many a times that they want either you want to be a real contender or you just want to be relevant in the hype. And I feel like this is them showing that they want to be relevant but also be a contender. They have made the changes of getting Todd Munkin. Todd Munkin has a track track record of using using his best players available and using a scheme that's going to put him in a successful place, whether it was on whether it was on the NFL level and college level. He showed that he could win. The only thing he hasn't did on the NFL level is won a Super Bowl. But we've seen him on the college level win natties. So that speaks to the that speaks to you know what he did. And it speaks to, you know, at the losing George Pickens, he used tight ends and a not so great uh QB. That's one of Natty that probably going to go undrafted or be a six rounder, <laughs> and, and you know he's he got into the big dance. So I definitely feel like the Ravens are evolving due to the needs of Lamar Jackson, and also due to you know they're now want to step into the modern era. Oh, also they actually did go out there and spend a little money. I know people, I know people say, oh, they spend a ridiculous amount of money on this uh, on this one year contract for Odell Beckham, but. Hey, they went out there and got a wide receiver for Lamar Jackson, even though, you know, this is his contract year. I mean, but they they went out there and did it. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm going to say I don't think they're evolving. I think the Ravens' way is still how they're going to operate. I think Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that they do is they try and get smart people, right? Whether it's a smart person as a coach, whether it's a smart person as a quarterback, whether it's a smart person as a general manager, whatever it is, they want to get people to know what they need to do. And obviously, traditionally, that hasn't been going and getting a big money wide receiver. I think that that's the only thing that I see as new uh, for the Ravens. They haven't done really done that before, but they've done it in the sense of they've gone after big name wide receivers. Steve Smith was a huge name. Obviously, when it comes to wide receivers, nobody's a bigger name than Odell Beckham Jr. Um, not even Tyreek Hill, not even Devontae Adams. Like Odell Beckham Jr. is the biggest name as the wide receiver position, maybe since Randy Moss. Mm. Um, like he's massive. So like getting him was huge, but I feel like that was something that the Ravens would have done traditionally if they really needed a wide receiver. Um, for their quarterback because they've typically gone drafting it, th- drafting them as the route. And that hasn't worked. And that's not an Eric DaCosta thing. That's a Ravens thing. It just hasn't worked. Thanks. Um, Thanks. And so they decided, hey, you know what? Let's get this guy a one-year deal because their quarterback asked for it. And they've, t- they've been good at, you know, when their quarterbacks and when their star players have asked for certain things, they've obliged. They just haven't had quarterbacks asking them, hey, go get me a major contract wide receiver. Instead, it's like, give me an offensive line. Give me this. Give me that. But, you know, Greg Roman was one of the longer tenured offensive coordinators underneath John Harbaugh. It's Mm -hmm. not like, you know, honestly, firing Greg Roman is more back to the norm. Oh, wow. Look at that. We lost another offensive coordinator. Like that's, that's not something that, you know, we're used to is having a guy for three years um, underneath John Harbaugh. That is. And I just think like them going after a college guy, that's what they've been doing. 
Um, like they, they've been doing the unorthodox hirings, right? They didn't go after, you know, I mean, they obviously interviewed people, but they they weren't signing a guy from the McVay tree, right? Their head coach is a special teams coach. They've, they've always been unorthodox and they've, they've gone through their organization. Mike McDonald came through them. Yep. He went back, went to John's brother, hops back over to the Rams and he's very successful. I think, and then also like drafting players that their coaches are familiar with. They've always done that, whether it's Michigan players with Harbaugh or going out and drafting Ojabo. I think I, I would not be shocked whatsoever if we add Georgia players to this Ravens team, whether it's through the draft or undrafted players, I, I fully expect us to bring someone in. And there's guys that I really like, you know, maybe it's not, um, you know, a first rounder or anything like that, but it could be a, a Kenny McIntosh. It could be a Stetson Bennett undrafted guy. Um, it could be uh, the safety again, still blanking on his name. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's worthy of a first round pick, but Nolan Smith is a guy that some people like, I don't like him at all. I think he sucks. But besides the point, I really hope he's not a Raven because if he is, this is going to look really bad because uh, I'm going to have to hype him up a little bit. But um, <laughs> my comp, my legitimate comp for Nolan Smith watching him was Adafe, um, which, yeah, you don't want to hear that as a comp for a first round. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> so, um, yeah, but – I don't think they're evolving. I think they're just being smart as they always are. You know, they're they're looking at their quarterback and they're like, they're not overpaying him. That's something they've always done. Yeah. Instead, they're like, hey, how do we get you for this cheaper deal? And he's telling him, and he's like, hey, if you want me for this cheaper deal, go do this. Go get me these guys. Build around me. And they said, okay. I don't think they're being pushed around. I feel like this is how they would have operated under Ozzy because – I think people forget this. Ozzy is still in the building. He still makes money from the Ravens. It's not like Ozzy Newsom retired and left. He retired from being a general manager. He's the whisperer. He's a consultant. <laughs> like he's sitting there. talking to him. I would not be surprised whatsoever. Actually, I would expect him to be in the draft room on Thursday. We're going to see him in the background. Like, he's there. So, like, Eric DeCosta is not changing things. He's just being smart. And a lot of people, what's funny, how many people told us, Joshua, just write Lamar a blank check. And then all of a sudden, Jalen Hurts gets a contract, which is, I would say, about equal. There's slight differences, but about equal to what the Ravens offered. And Lamar Jackson has, like, laughed at the Ravens' offers. And people are like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe we shouldn't write him a blank check because that was a pretty good contract the Eagles gave out. <laughs> Lamar's like, I don't want anything near that. And you know, and you know what? You know what? And saw the injury, the, the offer that was offered to Lamar was done without him having an agent. Would have been <laughs> even more money than Hertz gets. Yeah. Depending so. on depending on taxes. <laughs> depending on the income taxes, but not for sure, man. But I mean, I, you, I mean, honestly, I, I like the fact that you brought that up. I mean, um, the Ravens, the Ravens organization do have a way of hiding things and make it look like they're doing some great things. So I do actually uh, respect respect you saying that. Um, man, I'm just looking forward. I'm looking forward. I'm interested to see how things, you know, all come into fruition. I guess we should say. 
Yeah, and, you know, looking at it, looking at the Ravens way, looking at things that we traditionally do, this is something that I asked um, in the community section, you know, we're a week away from the draft. What do you guys want to see the Ravens do? Mm-hmm. And somebody said trade back. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something the Ravens have done a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, if you guys remember, I think the biggest one was 2018. I think the Ravens traded back twice, then drafted her. Hurst, Aiden Hurst. Okay, yeah, Hurst. We were just talking about Hurts, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, wait a minute, yeah. that doesn't sound right. Uh, we drafted Hayden Hurst after trading back twice. Then we traded back up and drafted Lamar Jackson. But what do you think, Joshua? You're sitting there. Do you think the Ravens are picking at 22, or do you think they they should or could move back in this draft a few picks to you know maybe add one in the fifth, add one in the fourth, or something like that? If they can find a way, trade back to maybe 25th and to second, I'm open for it. Second second round, I want Josh Downs. Um, I need a game changer. I need a playmaker. I know everybody's talking about Rashad Bateman. I know everybody talks about Odell Beckham Jr. I know everyone talks about, you know, Nelson Aguilar. But honestly, People want to, you know, not like not like me for the statement. Um, I don't care. You're now, you're talking about a injury prone wide receiver core. You may you don't know how many games we're gonna have Rashad Bateman for. We don't know how many games we're gonna have Odell for. Honestly, Nelson Aguilar can be healthy as as much as 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 out of all the three, but you don't know which Nelson Aguilar is gonna show up for the game. Um, <laughs> let's be completely honest. And I know people are like, well, you're talking about a 510 Josh Josh Downs out of UNC. But Josh Downs produce, whether in the slot or in the outside. So you know what? I'll take it. And he's better than Devin Duvernay as well. So hey, I don't mind taking a guy, a wide receiver in the second round to add to the slot and be a dynamic player. Also, you can if you trade back in the first, you still can find a, another type of guy, whether it's a corner. Because I feel like this corner class is very deep enough to still get someone that's impactful to be on either on either the number one option or number two option. Yeah, and I think I think trading back could, you know, Eric DaCosta talked about earlier in the offseason. He was like, our goal is to add more picks. Trading back if Joey Porter Jr. isn't available. Let's say the Ravens are really targeting him. Or maybe right. they're targeting him, Joey Porter Jr., and they're targeting a wide receiver like JSN. Maybe they're both gone. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, you could take, you know, Zay Flowers. Yeah, you could take, you know, a Cam Smith. But those guys could be available a few picks later, right? You know, 25th is the Giants. Maybe they really like a wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, the Bills are sitting there at 27. The Cowboys are always aggressive. They're sitting at 26. The Saints in recent years have been trading a lot during draft day. Maybe the Bengals want to move up a little bit. Because you can get, like, like if you're thinking wide receiver, right? You want wide receiver, corner, those are the two positions that you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could sit there and look at, oh, wow, we traded back from 22. And at 28, guess who's still available? Quentin Johnston, Jalen Hyatt, and Josh Downs. I mean, like, if you want a deep threat, a slot receiver, or a big body, every single one of those is still available. And I think all of those will be available at, like, pick 28. I don't think any of them are going top 25. Or maybe cornerback, I don't think Cam Smith is going top 25 unless it's to the Ravens. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Deontay Banks is going top 25 again, unless it's to the he's, Ravens. I, he's still a high second, third round for me. This is literally going to be like last year's draft when everybody thought, you know, the top guys was going to go and then everybody just started sliding. Yeah. Didn't, uh, oh my gosh, didn't our guy uh, slid, slide down that went to the New York, to the Giants? A lot of guys slid down that we liked. Um, defensive end? Ooh, defensive end. Oh, um, two years ago, it was Aziz Ojolari slid down. No, but um, – To the Giants. Oh, Kayvon? Yeah. Didn't he slid down yeah. just a little bit? He slid down. Yeah, he slid down. I think he was taking like – the Giants had two picks and I think the top seven. I think he went yeah. to fifth and they – seventh they took an O-lineman. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, they, I know they took like the left tackle. Uh, what was it, like Neil? Or, yeah, uh, Evan Neal at okay. Alabama. Yeah. Great pick. <laughs> Both of them. Good, yeah, <laughs> good draft uh, for them. But like, and then if you do that, like, let's say you do trade back, and it's with, let's say you trade back, it's with the Bengals or it's with the Bills. So you trade back about five, six spots. I mean, you could get a third rounder. This is, I don't, this is I don't think, and it's like okay. So just thinking, let's say we trade back to 26 from the Cowboys and we get a third rounder. At 26, maybe you take Cam Smith, insert whatever late first round pick you guys want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then third round, look at that. We're sitting there with two third rounders. We go with that. Wow, I didn't realize Tankathon has Zach Harrison going to the Ravens. Shout out to <laughs> – I like it. Maybe So then we're sitting there and we see – then, because like right, a lot of people believe the Ravens need to go corner, wide receiver, wide receiver, corner. Mm-hmm. If we trade back and get a third, another third, you can go best player available with that second or with that first third round pick, right? Thanks. So maybe you're sitting there and you see a Tajay Spears, who's a running back that maybe he's not a huge need, but he's a pass catching running back. You really like his game. Maybe the Ravens can draft him and then still get the wide receiver that they need. Or maybe they want an edge rusher, and they get a Zach Harrison and Andre Carter. Or, and then they go out and then they draft them, their wide receiver or their cornerback, whether it's, um, you know, Travis Hodges, Tomlinson, whether it's, you know, Marvin Mims, whoever you want. Or maybe they go safety. They go Jordan Battle in the third. Um, there's just so many guys. I really do like the idea of trading back unless – Unless it's you know Joey, I think unless Joey Porter Jr. is available, you gotta take him. You gotta take him. Like I, I'm down with trading back because I feel like the guys that I personally really like as fits for the Ravens, they're not going to go top 25. <laughs> and so, yeah. if Joey Porter Jr. is not there, which a lot of people are like, oh man, Joey Porter Jr. he's going to be taken secondary slides because I think edge rushers is going to be a big run. Um, I think quarterbacks are going to be a big run. Um, you know, I think we're going to see like a few guys because if someone just ends up taking like Brian Breesy before the Ravens, and people are going to be like, "Oh, wait a minute, we now need need our D lineman." Maybe we go with Cansey, you know, out of out of pit. So it's like whatever it is. I feel like, and and if wide receivers start running, that helps the cornerbacks, right? I feel like right when someone – it happens every year. Right when someone takes that first wide receiver. People start getting nervous. They get – they want their guy. They get nervous, man. (laughs) Like, it could go Jackson Smith, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Like, those could be the top, like, three consecutive picks because teams trade up and they want them. If that happens, that helps the Ravens. 
because that means the corners are getting pushed to him. And if it's a run of corners, the wide receivers are getting pushed to him. So, like, I don't know. That's kind of my thought. I love this idea of trading back if my guy, Joey Porter Jr., is unavailable. Now, if somebody like Christian Gonzalez slide out of 22, they're, they're crazy. And if the Ravens don't get them, then there's something wrong with us. But, um, hey, uh, <laughs> no, I definitely feel like, you know, trading back this year sounds, you know, reasonable, especially if, like, for me, it would have to be Joey Porter Jr. or Jordan Addison sitting at 22. If yeah. you don't get neither one of those guys, all right. Let's get ready for it. Let's go. Let's get ready to go even 500. Um, <laughs> not saying they're, they're going to be like, oh, they're going to make or break the team. But, you know, from from certain decision making in the offseason and during the season, sometimes you can tell what type of season to expect. And if you do certain things now, the way things have been going, you know, this season, before the season even starts, it looks a little topsy turny in so many other words. So if certain things don't happen before, you know, about uh mandatory OTAs happen, then uh you, you can kind of get a you can kind of get a little breeze of where of where the wind's gonna go in regards to the season. <laughs> yeah, and I wanna bring something up. The Ravens are sitting at 22. It's not a high chance, but there's a chance that a quarterback falls to 22. And there could be because there's a chance Will Levis slides. I think he's the most likely to slide. You know, Anthony Richardson could slide, but I don't think he will. I think some teams really like him. I think but he's going to Seattle. Let's, oh, he very well. I would love him to go to Seattle because I want Seattle to suck. So <laughs> that's my hope for him. Um, but I think, you know, if, if Will Levis slides and the Ravens mm-hmm. are sitting there at 22, the team behind him is the Minnesota Vikings. They may They really want a quarterback because mm-hmm. Kirk's going to leave. Kirk is aging. They don't like Kirk. He's just kind of like a solid guy. I call him Kirkland because he's average. Um, you know, so like that's my thought. It's like maybe they want a quarterback. And then there's teams like the Texans who have picked 33. Or maybe they don't get their guy. Um, you know, at maybe they really wanted Bryce Young. Bryce yeah. Young goes. Um, and they're back up at what is it? They have picked 12, I want to say. Yeah, they have picked 12. Maybe then they wanted Anthony Richardson. And then they're like, well, we didn't get either of our guys. But our third is Hendon Hooker, which Hendon Hooker is my third best quarterback in this draft. And they see that um, the Vikings are right behind the Ravens. They're like, well, Hendon Hooker would be perfect on the Vikings because he's injured currently. They have a quarterback already, so he'd be able to rest, and then they could drop Kirk next year, and he could be that starter. We want to get into that spot. So they jump, and they get the Ravens pick. And they give up a lot because they're rebuilding and they don't need it necessarily this year. Just a few options I want to bring up is, you know, potential teams that could trade up um, and why they would. Because I think a lot of people are – it's difficult to just be like, well, the Saints could trade up. And it's like, why? I don't know. Maybe they like the guy. You know, it's tough to predict who will trade up unless they're targeting certain positions. And the positions I think that could slide that people may jump for is wide receiver or quarterback. That's typically what people really like to do. Or maybe someone really likes uh, Bijan. I think Bijan could be a guy maybe that someone trades up for and gets. Bijan's going to be the – I'm saying that now he's going to be the first running back in a while uh, to get drafted in the first round. Don't know who he's going to go to yet, but he's going to get drafted by someone in the first round. I, I hope he goes top ten. I really do. I love It's going to be crazy. It's going to – I like I, I I don't know if it's true or not. I haven't heard I haven't heard Ian Rappaport say it yet. But supposedly the Eagles um, got Derrick Henry. I be seeing uh 
NFL Rumors uh, uh, Twitter page, and I saw yeah. the first one there. I don't know how for sure it is. So that came from a guy who ha- is represented by the same company that represents Derrick Henry. That's where the validity comes from. Okay. Um, that's from my research into it. Um, I put out a video on play action football about it or a YouTube short or whatever no it's called. Um, but yeah, so that that's kind of what I've seen. Haven't seen any like of the big people talk about it, but has the same agent. Maybe, maybe a deal isn't through, but mm-hmm. it, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were trying because I mean, that'll make the Eagles really good. <laughs> like, I think they'll be going back. They will go back for sure. Um, yeah. But um, I think one team we do need to speak on, you know, that we may have to get up there and trade up. Um, mm-hmm. That's the other side. Um, a team that's been drafting players that uh, that we have, you know, possibly highly coveted, has been picking some guys that we, you know, that we wanted. Makana, I think, mm-hmm. and I think we both, and I think you know who I'm speaking about. And they're in the they're in the AFC North along with us. Um, they just picked up a runner, they just picked up a uh, wide receiver. Excuse me. Um, it has to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Um, I think they sit in the teens, maybe like yep, six. 17. Yeah. And um it's home. It's we'll we'll uh for uh for Porter Jr. it's home. Um so you know your your dad has already been there. It would make sense for the for the son to go there too. Uh yeah. If I'm the Ravens, I might have to trade up too. I don't I, I don't care. I, I need me another I need me a day one corner. I need me a day one corner. I'm tired of seeing the Steelers, you know, uh, drafting guys that, you know, you and I have highly, highly coveted or maybe um, wanted um, on this team. They took both our wide receivers that we wanted last year. And it fired me up, man. So um, we may we may see us, we may see this year where we might have may pass, possibly trade up as well. Yeah, and that's always an option. If, if, if the guys that the Ravens really like is there, Right, maybe it's Porter, maybe it's uh, Addison, maybe it's JSN, maybe it's Quentin Johnston, maybe it's A. Flowers. I don't know. But if they're there, the Ravens, Eric DaCosta has shown, especially this offseason. He's good. He's, he's aggressive. Yeah. He's sure. aggressive. He is going to get his guy. I don't know if he, like the rest of us, be watching draft day. You know, you know, the day before, and he said, "We send in all the picks. He's ready. He's trying to finesse some people." Yes, sir. Um, but he, he's got that sticky note. It says, you know, my sticky note says Simi Fehoko, no matter what. But you know, other people say Vontae Mack. Rest in peace to uh, the legend Chadwick Boseman. But I think it's just like Eric Dukas is going to be aggressive for the guy he wants, and he knows who he wants. The Ravens know who they want. I think a lot of people, it's funny because most teams, very few teams, the Ravens actually do, but most teams don't have a big board. What they do is they have like targeted, you know, obviously they have like a big board in the sense of like, these are the players that we really want. And they kind of rank them that way where they think they should go. But I guarantee the Ravens are like, if this guy falls to this spot, we are going to go up and get him. I mean, honestly, after John Harbaugh talked about the analytics and, um, and the numbers and stuff like that, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if analytics and numbers is always you know used all around a facility. So mm-hmm. you know, I can see big probability numbers, ratios, everything like that. 
of this guy, this guy falling to 22, us maybe possibly getting this trade with this team, you know, or, you know, if we can do X, Y, Z, we get, we'll get this player or that player. So I see, I, I definitely understand. I could definitely see that happening. I definitely see that being us because, you know, um, we have, st- they have stepped into the modern era of number, number crunching into a certain, to a certain extent. And um, sometimes you just, sometimes you just got to go with your gut instinct and just go for it. So um, <laughs> hopefully, you know, come, come to uh, this Thursday, they just go with the gut, gut instinct, man. And just get a uh, a guy that everybody loves and uh, that that plays like a raven. Yeah, and hopefully when plays by a raven, it's not plays like a raven receiver. This is true. This is true. <laughs> the guy that plays the most like a raven in this draft class is Mr. Joey Porter Jr. I'm gonna leave it at that. That is my hope. That is my dream. Um, and that will be my nightmare if he goes to the Steelers and we have to play him twice a year. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what yeah, happens. They, they do need a corner, though, don't they? They do. They need a lot. That, that's the thing. I think they need a line the most. So yeah. I don't expect them to go corner, but they do be loving defense. And they do be loving legacies. Derek Watt, TJ Watt. Um, it's the only one I can think of, but that's one. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, everybody, you know, watching, thank you all so much. Make sure to come through to the draft. Um, not doing a live stream or anything like that, putting out the three to five minute instant reactions. I start recording about a minute before the pick gets announced. I don't look at my phone, so I watch it live and you guys get to see my reactions. Hopefully, Joshua's going to be able to make it. Uh, we'll be able yeah, to I'll see. Be so. yeah, Sweet. I'll, I'll be extra, extra fun. Um, <laughs> extra fun. It's going to be. It's exciting. Love the draft. Love the preparation for the draft. So let us know your guys' thoughts and opinions. What are the Ravens going to do? Thank you so much for watching. Subscribe for the Ravens content. Make sure to check out the podcast platforms. Make sure to hit that Apple review. Um, we're doing a giveaway once we have 50 reviews on there as well. So should be a lot of fun. Thank you all. We'll see you again next time.